This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle, from the Room Grace Hotel Bar in New York. Uh, joined by Christine Walsh, still, hello. Hello. Not, not managed to get rid of you, have I? No, no. The camp's shrug you off. Tried to shake me off. And <laughs> I'm back again. Another special guest appearance, it's our former colleague and our always friend, Neil Jones from Goal.com. Hi, Neil. Hi, there, Ian. Just because I couldn't remember the one we did in South Bend. Um, yeah, to but, be heard. For reasons unknown. Yes. If, if any pyro happens in this world, then something has definitely yeah, gone wrong, by the way. Pyro yeah. Indeed. It's almost like we've been on the same itinerary for the whole trip, isn't it? Yeah. Well, apart from this morning when you just all went off to New York and left me left me in wherever the hell we just were. Where were we? Boston. That's yeah, the one. You, yeah. you had a good reason for missing all the train. Right, well, true. We'll find, well, you'll find that out later this week. Anyway. Um, there was a game on Sunday, Liverpool played Sevilla, um, there were, as I like to say, severe consequences because uh, the Spaniards, they got stuck in a little bit, didn't they Christian? And we had the main talking point from, from the friendly, in fact it would have been the main talking point from whatever the game would have been, like a European Cup final or whatever, was the tackle by the Sevilla defender whose name I've completely Yoris forgotten. Yoris Nanyon. See I had got it right in the video, see yeah. last night, yeah. He basically took out uh, Yasser Larucci. Um, obviously, there's a little backstory with this because Sevilla thought the ball should have been kicked out of play. Larucci carried on playing, and he'd only just come on the uh, the Sevilla player, and he just so basically he got kicked out. Of yeah, play. basically, he just basically got sent into orbit. Um, the latest is that um, when we're recording this, at least, is that he still hasn't had a scan. Larucci, Liverpool are waiting for the bruising is so bad that they they can't give him a scan it's no point they have to wait until it settles down then they can have a look Liverpool are hopeful he's avoided serious injury but the point is Christian is that the game itself all the way through there was a little bit of a nasty edge to it wasn't there it was in in context of it being a friendly it was one of the most ludicrous games of football I've ever watched because especially in the first half you're watching it unfold and you go put it in the context of the fact that it's the hottest day in Boston since 1991 and Temperatures were running high both on and off the pitch, that is a cliche, but it really felt like Sevilla turned up to, to, to Fenway Park for a fight. And it was really, it, it felt like somebody had wronged them, or somebody got in their ear beforehand and said, No, this isn't a, a pre season friendly, this is, the, this is the European Cup final. Although you wouldn't even go that gung ho in the European Cup final because you'd probably end up with about six players on the pitch. I couldn't, Sevilla actually last year. Um, looked into it they had the most yellow cards in La Liga I, I don't know the, the number off the top of my head but it was pretty much double what Liverpool got um, one of their players whose name escapes me as you can say I've prepped for this really well um, <laughs> but, but he got something like 16, 17 yellow cards in La Liga I think he said it was 18 wasn't it was 18, 18, 18 the, yeah. the number fluctuates um, but <laughs> also <What's that>? <laughs> <laughs> look it up could have been, um, could have been six <laughs> no, rather but, more than three <laughs> but Joe side they, they did get uh, a lot of bookings, a lot of red cards last season. Um, under a different manager, so it's not a managerial thing, it's obviously a player thing. Ava Benega is just, I mean, he's that type of player anyway, and I don't say that in a in a mean way because I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having that type of player, just maybe not in a pre-season friendly. Um, yeah. And basically what it did, it set the tone, and, and this facilitated what happened to Larucci later on, because the first half it was really tense. Oxlade-Chamberlain a couple of times went down under heavy challenges, and that riled up Liverpool, understandably so, because he's just coming back from that really long-term injury. It seemed to calm down a little bit when the second half began, it's almost yeah, like a truce. Went off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. a truce was called, almost. 
and then it just spoiled over once more. I, it, it, it was bizarre, um, and you know you could tell on the sidelines. Jurgen Klopp was absolutely furious at halftime because he was trying to speak to people. He was certainly furious at the end um, of the game as well. Problems there in the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like to a bit of context here. <laughs> we're in a bar where there's a, a swimming pool which backs onto the bar. It looks a little bit like a fish tank. It, it, it does, which you can actually lock in yeah. and have a look yeah, at, at least for what they're at doing. Least we're in the bar, not the swimming pool. That Indeed, yeah, too much be. for a podcast. You yeah, can actually you'd... pick one of the swimmers and cook them alive, fill them with butter. The point about Benega is that he'd already been booked in the first. He only played the first 45 minutes, but he got booked early on in the first half, and then he nearly just basically elbowed Harry Wilson. Yeah. Face just before half time. I spoke to Harry Wilson today actually and I said to him, How's your jaw? And he said, It's not my jaw, it's my eye. He said he got me in the jaw with one arm and then poked him in the eye with the other. So he's got a bit of a. I mean, I, I haven't, thankfully, I haven't been poked in the eye for an awful long time, but I imagine it's not. You can address that really if you want. Pleasant experience. Um, yeah, he was he was swinging away, wasn't he? Um, Benegri, I think he got booked for throwing the ball down in frustration when a free kick. It was the scent, wasn't it? It was definitely yeah, the scent. He, he was he was getting involved a little bit with I think it was with Trent at one stage and then with um, with Wilson as well. So yeah, he's he's a little knock. He's a good player though, Benega, good, good footballer. But the, the main thing that comes from it is Yasalarusi very very fortunate to have his leg planted in the ground. Yeah, because the way the ferocity. I mean. It reminded me a little bit in completely different um, circumstances, but do you remember James McCarthy for Everton? Yes, the way his leg Rondon. Rondon, Rondon that, yeah. But that was completely unintentional from Rondon, but that was exactly how he got his leg broken, with someone trying to boot, as if he was booting a football and booting someone in the leg, and if his leg had been planted on the ground, and it would have just shattered him, sure. But thankfully, LaRussi was on the run, on the move, and you know he seems to have escaped the worst. I spoke to a couple of couple of the bull staff as he left the ground last night and the general consensus was that he's he's missed the worst of it and I've spoke to a couple of people today who seem to suggest that's the case but I don't think we'll see him on this tour I don't think we'll see him in Edinburgh at least you know it's he'll have a very sore leg if nothing else I mean he, he, it's bad for him as well because he was one of perhaps along with Brewster the two breakout stars of this uh, yeah. season wasn't he yeah he's done well I mean I'm not, I'm not I'm not convinced by him overall you know I'm not I, I wouldn't say I'm I mean the the Yasloruci sort of needs definite <clears throat> definite gonna make a camp, but he's done he's done nothing he's done nothing poor on this tour, you know, in, in terms of he's only furthered his reputation. Yeah. I think he's um, he's taken the opportunity that was yeah, there I for think, him. I think you'd have to yeah. say he's edged above Adam Lewis in that left back stage. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one who started there. Uh, in fact, they came on there. Sorry, on Lewis went into midfield. I think that's happened a couple of times. It happened against Dortmund as well, didn't it? Lewis went further forward than Lucy and Robertson split the left back duties. So it's a shame for him, but you know, it's um, it was just bizarre. He looked in shock. He yeah. was in pain, but he was also in shock. Yeah. He was also saying like, why, why, why is he done that? You know, the other thing is like, you know, I'm saying he, it's lucky his, his legs not land planted because he could break his leg. But then once you volleyed someone up in the air, the landing thing, you could break. You could oh, land you land on your shoulder, yeah, yeah. you could land on your arm, you could land on your whatever. Well, it's you not, know. it's, it's not no. his leg that the wor- well, leg is in shin where he got kicked. Yeah, it's, it's worried about his, his knee, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because because of the how the impact of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it was just a crazy 
moment of man. I think that, I think the, tra- the Google translation on his um, his speech was said it was odious. Which I, I think he was actually a, said that though, didn't he? Yeah, it's he quite did a nice, uh, quite a nice word for someone to describe now, of themselves. Though it's it's strange that people would say that. 104 bookings, eight red cards in the league alone. So I think the 130 odd number was all competitions. 104 bookings. Yeah. That's quite a lot to be fair. That's just in the league. That's three That's games, league. isn't it? That's yeah, three games. Yeah. Advanced maths with Ian Doyle. I got an A, A level maths over there. Um, but using my mathematical skills, I also worked out that during the, at the end of the game, Liverpool had scored fewer goals than Severe. And this is exactly the same thing that happened against Borussia Dortmund. Liverpool lost. That's two defeats in a row. Admittedly, you know, decent opposition, and there were certain circumstances, certainly for the game uh, on Sunday night because I think everyone got a little bit distracted towards the end by, by what had happened to LaRucci yeah. but Liverpool hadn't played particularly well certainly in the first half they got the goal back through Origi after Nolito had, had, had scored the opener but Sevilla could have scored a few more they got the win Borussia Dortmund scored three Liverpool there are a lot of reasons Neil why it's not quite been happening so far the obvious one is they're missing so many first team yeah. players and it was only last week that five more of them came back, and you can tell from certainly from look at the, the performance of Gini Wan Aldam. He yeah. was not quite there, was he, in the uh, yeah, when he played in the first half? And he wasn't alone. Henderson the same, I thought. Yeah, as well. well, it's, it's a not, bit short. not alone there. But the season is now what is it? Two weeks, less than two weeks till the Community Shield. Which, as much as we say, oh, it's a traditional curtain raiser. It's basically a glorified friendly. Yeah. Two things. One there's a trophy up for grabs and two you can imagine everybody will be reading everything into that yeah. because it's going to be the first game between Liverpool and Man City it's a yeah. chance to land that first blow for what we expect is going to be a very long season of them yeah. two competing whether it's for the Champions League or the Premier League or whatever they're going to be the two main clubs everyone believes which yeah. quite rightly so too as well but that's not a lot of time and Jurgen Klopp has said he's thinks this has been a very difficult summer because of all the players coming back at various different times that's nothing new but they've come back so late in comparison the Copa America finished what was it two weeks ago the African Cup of Nations only finished on Friday so it's it's not a lot of time no it's not now and it's also it's key players isn't it in the same position so it's not it's not you know a defender, a midfielder, and a forward. It's three forwards and a goalkeeper, which is pretty pretty important in any team. So that um, it's not it's not been ideal. I, I I've been impressed by Liverpool at all. What I've seen of them in the two games, I think they've been very suspect defensively, especially from crosses. Loads of free headers in both games. Loads of loads of chances in the penalty area for Dortmund. Loads of chances in the penalty area for Sevilla. Um, Transitions. Yeah, it feels like I mean, winning, winning goal well, against yeah. ten well, men. Well, said, didn't he? That we're, we seem to be unable to put together a full performance because he said he reckons on Sunday that the defensive pressing, the high pressing, sorry, was very good for the forwards, I should say. But then in midfield, they were all kind of yeah. all over the place, which meant that there were then massive gaps and yeah. just allowed Sevilla to run into the areas, as you were just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's, t- it's tough to be. <laughs> it's, we all fall into the same trap every year, don't we? I, I know I do. Where good or bad, you read stuff into pre-season. And, mm. Look, it doesn't. It, it, I, I'm say it now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Liverpool played Sevilla tonight and it was a Champions League group game. The, the outcome wouldn't be the same. The performance wouldn't be the same. The outcome wouldn't be the same. But what you, what you can say is okay. What individual players have made themselves absolutely. You can't ignore my claims from the way I've been in pre-season. You can say Rian Brewster, possibly, as, as is, will be on the bench for Liverpool, and that's it. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Would you say Joe Gomez? 
I think he over I think, Joe Matter. Well, it's, you can't say over him, but you'd say that I think Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez is. He's got a chance anyway, yeah. Because he's got. I think they've both got well, similar credit. In terms of individual, in individual performances, he seems he, to have been slightly better he's than sharp. everybody else. He's been, he's yeah. been sharp. Yeah, he's, he's he's done some good things. I think Matip, Matip's done pretty yeah, Matip. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not done anything anything outrageously good or bad. But you're, you're talking about you know Harry Wilson. Sorry, no, no. I don't think I don't think Harry Wilson's done enough. For, for what you need to be to be in a Liverpool team, I think he's he's out the game too much. Ryan Kent, he's got some good attributes, but I think Ryan Kent plays a different game to what Liverpool play in the sense that he takes he takes unnecessary risks and he doesn't see the bigger picture often enough in the game. And I think that'll that'll be found out the better the better the opponent opponents you play against. Curtis Jones, I think he takes too many touches, and I don't you know. Is he not playing the right position though? Is he? Well, that's the other thing. I don't know where. Yeah. He, I don't know where his best position. I suspect it's in the midfield three, but I don't think he's in that position. Then would burn. No. Yeah, he, got, he got sort of singled out by, yeah, by Nathaniel Klein. Yeah. Nathaniel Klein didn't take a chance. All those youngsters that you've said there, they've all at some point in these, and let's include the Tramway and Bradford games as well, they've all shown something at various points in the game where, yeah, they could. You think, like, oh, well, like yeah. Harry Wilson uh, the other day scores against Dortmund, and you think, oh, yeah, can he kick on with this? And to be, you know, you might say he got elbowed in the face by, but he's going off anyway at half time because of the mm. fact that they changed the team. He hadn't really done that much. Ryan Kent did well the other day, and then he's doesn't yeah. do. He showed a little bit against Sevilla. But, you, but what you want to see not, is you want to see them players rise into the challenge of Liverpool aren't now. Liverpool aren't a bits and pieces team. Liverpool yeah. are a team that expect to win ninety percent of their games. You know, a lot, an awful, an awful high percentage of them. And what you're looking for is these young players or, or fringe players to be. Do you know what? I, I, the pennies dropped. I know my level now has to be not. Not a nice moment and a nice cross and, a, and maybe maybe a shot from outside the box or a, a nice dribble once and a half. It has to be high high level and unfortunately I don't think I don't think too many people have advanced their claims on this tour. Do you feel as though Ryan Kent and Harry Wilson in particular have have not benefited from the fact that Salah and Mane aren't there? Yeah, you see what I mean? Because the, if they essentially played in an under twenty three forward yeah. line, maybe not because Origi's in the middle, um, but. It's that idea of what are they going to prove with Rian Brewster because Rian Bruce is in the same boat as them where he's trying to find his feet at Liverpool, he's trying to prove himself and he's got this audition, if you will, over the next couple of weeks and he's had this audition over the past few weeks uh, just gone by. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that because also, you talk about training, these are the the main wide men at the moment, these are the, the main people. How are they going to learn without watching Mane and Salah do what they do? I think you can... Look, if a player hasn't got it, hasn't got it, and that's not to say they haven't got it. It's whether they've got it in the requisite amount for Liverpool. But you can't. I don't think you can sort of downplay the the importance of playing with good players every day and training and learning from them. And because they wouldn't have because, because they both would have trained with them last season because they were elsewhere. Mm. So they I don't know. I don't know. I know. Neil, there for the most I, know I know. You're right there. But do you feel as though their performances so far have actually, rather than quiet and fans talking about we need to bring in an extra forward, it's actually just intensified it? Of course, of course it has. I mean, you also forget, I mean, let's not forget Naby Keita and Shakiri are both out of the tour as well. Yeah. Two, two, two of the better, they're, they're, the better backup yeah, players. Say, I'm, not, next I'm not saying Naby Keita's a backup player, next but in line out yeah, yeah. They, they are high level players. You know, players of experience and quality. And Adam Malana's not played the last two games, yeah, which is 
you know, that's yeah, something that's else completely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just, that's just a shame. That, that's unfortunately, shame. that's unfortunately Adam Lallana all over, isn't it? This was his opportunity because he'd been playing a different position yeah. against Tramway and Bradford. All that sort. Gets a chance, and then he. And to be fair, the games were played in such group succession. You know, anyone could have picked up a knock. Like, yeah, for it a happens in pre-season, for a couple of games, but yeah. it has to be like yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at, like you say, I mean, the, the talk of the, the disquiet or the displeasure about lack of transfers, and people people will jump on and say, oh, you know, all this this narrative of like a new sign and all, you know, like Kent and Wilson can can step up to the plate. I don't think anyone genuinely. Genuinely thinks Ryan Ryan Kent's a better player than Christian Pulisic or whoever you know, whichever whichever wide forward that you want you wanted Liverpool to sign Nicolas Pepe or whoever. But the fact is they're not signing Nicolas Pepe, so get that just goes out your head, doesn't it? So it's Ryan Kent's here, so let's see what he can do. And I I just don't think I just don't think either he or Wilson. I don't think the Liverpool level at the moment, and I don't think they'll benefit. And I don't think they'll get to Liverpool level by being at Liverpool. If you don't, if you know what yeah, I mean I by that, yeah. I, think, I think they'll need to go and become that player somewhere else, whether it's on loan for two years or whether it's whether it's a permanent transfer. It's a bit man worth Salah and Mane and Firmino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're respected ages. Alex Engelthorpe in he said, he said. The twenty-year-old Mo Salah wouldn't get in this, this Liverpool team now, and he's right. He's right. You know, he did, he, Liverpool didn't sign. He couldn't get in a Chelsea team when, when he was 20, 21 years of age. He had to go away and play two hundred games somewhere. I mean, I, I did a bit of research for a piece after that, and I think the most Ryan Kent's played the most games of all the Liverpool youngsters. It's about one hundred and twenty in his career. That's Had a lot of that. That's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's three, three seasons. Yeah, he's played, he played Coventry, Barnsley, and Freiburg, Rangers. Rangers didn't play Bristol City. City. <laughs> yeah, or Freiburg, to be fair. But he, Harry Wilson's played 60 odd games. And most of them would have come last year. Yeah, so that's it's, it's, that's a baby in terms of football. You know, he's 20, 21, 22, Harry Wilson. He's played 60, 60 competitive games, and you're, you're expecting him to be. Well, not expecting them. You're asking them to be a backup to the world, one of the world's best players in his position. It's, it's a big ask, and I, I just think it's a bit too much for these these younger players. I think Brewster is is a different case because I think I think a his ceiling is higher. I think he's an earlier developer anyway in terms of his physical and his sort of his intelligence in the game, his positional play and that kind of thing. But he also he's also he's helped him is that the other players who play for England under 17 is the likes of Foden and Sancho. Sancho. Like, who the he was they were up against on on Friday. They've proved themselves. So there's kind of, and he was the top scorer. So he's kind of proved himself in a way, alongside other people who've then shown, yeah, this is, this all, is what this is what these this group of players can do. In horse racing, Hudson Odoi was another one as well. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Hudson Odoi. In horse racing, it says the form checks out. Yeah. You know, so if if a, if a horse sort of wins a race, and then another horse that was just behind it's going in another race you can say right okay well yeah, that horse yeah. is probably good as well yeah. I know injuries I know that's a really convoluted analogy by the way on, on a I football like podcast if you're listening Andy Kelly um, <laughs> but ultimately <laughs> on Friday. Friday. <laughs> 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 if you're um, you know it, 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 the, the injury puts a little bit of an asterisk next to it we know that especially when we play with pace but it looks like he's got more in his locker than just yeah. pace I, 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 I've seen him for the 23s and a little bit of the under 18s and he was never that kind of player who just, you know, it wasn't my hello. Yeah, never. exactly. He doesn't just run through, break the offside trap. He has got that, but I didn't realise how much he developed that side of his game yeah. of dropping off, 
picking the ball up. So it's interesting to see if he's been adapting this game because of that injury. Well, I'm gonna say because no one's thinking of that injury now, are they? Nobody no, looks at him no, and no, thinks no. like he's been he's away. Shot. For, yeah. He's shot. So yeah. no, in some some ways that's just behind him now. He's 19. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no one's. It's not like he wasn't playing games. He hasn't played any games. So no. it's not. It's not a case of you're not. You're not really got anything to compare them to anyway. So it, whatever he produces is is a new thing for the for the Liverpool team. Um, looks good. I like him. I like him a lot. I like. I like he's got a bit of needle about him. He threw three three <laughs> yeah. himself. Didn't he? Yeah, he, he threw one in Dortmund. He's, he's, between, a, you know, he's you know. a red card waiting to happen, isn't he? he yeah, he, I mean that's, that, that's something that. But but I like the fact that that's a young lad who's not you know, he's not being cowed by the by the presence of you know gnarly senior professionals who, who he's up against. He's actually thinking, no, I, I, I belong on, on this this pitch. And unfortunately, that's that's the sort of I do get that impression a little bit with people like Wilson and Kent that if it's not going, if they're not if you're not kept in the game, if they're not getting the ball the ball going and run at them, I think you do see them retreat into the shell a little bit. And I don't think Bruce is that type of player. I think he's the type that. I don't think he'd have any qualms about telling Jordan Henderson or James Milner get get me the ball, do this better, please. You know, like sort sort this out because he seems a very confident lad. Well, they had um, that with the penalty. They had that with the penalty, didn't yeah, they? Where Henderson, Henderson gave yeah. him the ball. Do you want I think, it? I think yeah. it was a good idea for Henderson not to take it, given away. I think he's missed everyone I've seen him take Jordan. <laughs> you know, including the England one last year. He's got one for England. He's got one in a shootout. I don't know. I remember scoring against Arsenal for Liverpool in like a four-one game at the Emirates, but I'm sure he missed one against Atletico Madrid. Didn't he? And, um, the pre-season he missed the decisive one in the Aldi Cup the Aldi Cup yeah and he missed one for England obviously in the World Cup you know well. he's going to side footy don't you yeah, yeah. he's, he's always going to side, side, side footy yeah, yeah he's, he's side, side footy Jordan, yeah. just, just blast it <laughs> has anybody else then just to, fa- to finish so far has anybody else kind of shone has anybody else strengthened because I'm thinking Divock Origi possibly won yeah Divock Divock Alex Oxley Chamberlain, I suppose. Yeah. Everything, everything he's, he's done is money in the bank, isn't it? For Oxley Chamberlain, you know, he had, a, he had a great look at the lad yesterday. I think it was Diego, Diego, Carlos, Carlos. Yeah, yeah, he went in on him, and he just looked at him just to say, like, leave it out, leave it out, will you? You know, like, but it was good. It'll, it'll do in the world of good. And I know, I know from experience, and I know from speaking to other people who've been in in, in injuries, you know, coming back. You don't want it to happen, a bad, like a, a rough tackle and a knee knocking tackle or whatever. But when it happens and you come through it, it doesn't have, it doesn't have make a difference to you. And you think, do you know what? I'm back now. I can handle this. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shatter like glass every time someone goes near me. It's all fine. I'm, I'm, everything, you know, still, he's still got miles to go in terms yeah. of sharpness, full sharpness. So Oxlade Chamberlain hasn't played, hasn't played the competitive game. You know, we'll, we'll discount the little cameo against Huddersfield and the little cameo against Wolves. Or something or something like that, yeah. was. The other one, he hasn't played the competitive game since April 2018 against Roma, and he only played 20 minutes in that one. So he's got miles to go. But I can say the fact that he's come through the first what four friendlies unscathed is, uh, is nothing but a bonus. It's good that Milner's looking fit and sharp already. Yeah. It, it's you know, it, it just adds to the, the idea that he will go on forever. And also just a very, very little bit that we've seen from him, but I just think Trent's going to have an absolute... I mean, he's yeah. already had breakout years, but I think he's going to go next level this he, season. He put, does, in, a, he put he, in a breakfast buffet yeah. ball oh, in the first he, few minutes. he the ball really hard? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's, he's, he's Beckham-esque. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Gerrard, Beckham-esque. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
was Liverpool, the reaction of Liverpool's players, you saw Simon Mignolet ran 70 yeah. yards. Yeah, he's he gone for a through ball, didn't he? If it's Riles, it's Riles' turn. Virgil van obviously had a few words with the Sevilla guy after the game, and he then he ended up getting escorted off, didn't he? Yeah. Flanked by two of his teammates. But you said that's an example of the team spirit that got Liverpool to the Champions League final when it got them the 97 points but it, it's stronger than ever isn't it? It is of course like teams are you know teammates are going to stickle for a 19 year old who's just been you know since, yeah exactly yeah. since <laughs> to, to put, not put a final point on the end volleyed up in the air but it just the way everybody was around them and then the ones who weren't trying to get at the severe lad whose name I can't pronounce Nanyon um, Come on Neil this is what you're in Nanyon Nanyon yeah the ones who were trying to get it in were surrounding Larucci going you're alright everything okay yeah. calming him down um, it was funny enough we were, we were in Fenway we were looking um, at the players doing the stretches and the rolls and it, it was quite apparent that Larucci has struck up a bit of a friendship with Marigi you'd imagine because they're both French speaking um, and he's obviously been you know, led into the inner circle, if you will, but there is no inner circle because once you're in that senior squad, everyone there is no hierarchy, everyone treated as equals. That's the type of thing that Klopp really issues. So, you know, it, it, it's it's nothing, nothing good can come of it. It's not a good thing, but it does show you that everybody is backing everybody else up, and, and that's the type of spirit that it, will be needed this season. It would have been nice if Liverpool had sent over that basketball player to go and um, <laughs> go and have a word with. Was it Taco Taco Fall? That would have been nice to see that. That um, I think I think Mr. Nanyon might have retreated at that point. Yeah, he'd have just gone, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd have gone definitely. Right, that should do us. Uh, join us again later this week for more reportage from the Big Apple. Cheerio. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.